When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Taylor Haas, this is Danny Shiree. Welcome to another edition of Penguins 24-7. We are coming to you from PPG Paints Arena where the Penguins just beat the Ducks four to three in overtime. We can probably work our way backwards and start in overtime. I mean, there's a lot to talk about this game in a crazy game. It certainly didn't feel like the Penguins were gonna come out on top four three in this one, especially as, as we got into the later mm-hmm. stages of the game. Um, but in overtime, there's a little bit of back and forth action there before the, the eventual game winner from Jake Gensel. Uh, the, the Ducks had like a, a half-ice breakaway. It was Trevor Zegers bearing down on, on Casey DeSmith mm-hmm. um, with, with all the time in the world, and he ended up overpassing, and they didn't even end up getting an attempt off there. And the Penguins yeah. race down the ice. Sidney Crosby makes a, a really nice pass to Gensel right as they're entering the zone. And Gensel, unlike we've seen this Penguins team do a lot of times and try and force passes through sticks and lanes that aren't there, Getzel just went ahead and, and ripped it and it ended up beating Gibson for the for the overtime winner. Yeah, I mean Sullivan has talked about before how, you know, this team has not been as good as they need to be in overtime at three on three and they, they've been leaving a lot of points on the table because of it. Um but I mean you mentioned the Zegris breakaway. Given who it is, Trevor Zegris, I mean one of the top stars in the NHL K- right now. Casey DeSmith well, yeah, you, the, you, you asked, shootout master. You, you asked Casey about um, what was going through his mind when Trevor Zegers was coming down on the breakaway, this is what he said. Yeah, I mean, I know he's uh, the shootout master, but uh, you know, I, I saw Strom there back door. I didn't think he was going to give it to him, and then he tried, and I didn't think Strom thought he was going to give it to him either. Um, got lucky there, and you know, thankfully, guns buried on the other end for us. Yeah, I think uh, that's where I expected it to end, but um, I mean, just the Penguins rallying, being able to force overtime, um, a good response from them. I don't think, as bad as this Ducks team is, I don't think this is a game that I thought would go to overtime. Not when you want to see go to overtime, but the response, I think, was something good to see. Yeah, it, it, obviously, you don't you don't want your team to just keel over, especially against a team that's at the... Mm-hmm the bottom of the NHL standings right um, we talked to Jake Gensel afterward and we were like you know what was kind of going through everybody's minds on the bench after the Ducks did go up 3-2 late in regulation he's like look like we we know we're a good team and we know we had a we had a job to do mm-hmm. so we went out there and did it yeah. uh, can't get too down on ourselves because they know that that's not going to help them and I, I do think at times that mindset can kind of hurt them and, and maybe with their urgency and not having enough of it but at the same time um, it, it certainly worked out well for them tonight. Yeah, this is uh, this is what Jake Gensel had to say about that rally. Yeah, you just, just got to stay with it. That's the only way you can do it. It's, there wasn't much time left, so um, you can't get too down to yourself. You just got to go to the next shift and next play, and um, we just kept fighting, and we got it. I mean, the Penguins, uh, you know, it's again, it's not a game you want to see good over time. They're also missing a ton of key people uh Jan Ruder misses game <laughs> a lot how many of the guys the defensemen around and it's like one of the key defensemen Petrie obviously Latang's still away Latang should be coming back in a couple of days um that'll be good for the power play not that the power play looked horrendous in this uh game but just just the streak they're on is a little concerning um you know in the 12 games before Latang got hurt he got hurt before he left for his, his father um the power play was operating at 39%. It was like one of the top power plays in the league in that stretch. 
Um, and then in the eight games since then, they're operating at about 8%. It was like three for 37, I think, after this game. So um, concerning to, to see that, but uh, yeah, that's something that I don't know, hopefully should change uh, in a couple days whenever Latang's ready to get back in. Right. Yeah. I, I know people keep calling for, for personnel changes, but yeah. don't don't forget that earlier this year when Brian Rust was still on the top power play unit, it was, oh, let's get Ricard Raquel up on the top unit in his in his place and that'll fix all the problems, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he went up there and the power play started playing well, but Raquel's been on the top power play unit this entire time there, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think I really do think the common denominator here is is the Ty Smith factor. And not that I don't think that Ty Smith has been thrown into a, a role not only just as a as a regular top pairing guy with Brian Dumoulin but then getting thrown onto a top power play unit with several future Hall of Famers that's that's no easy task after you spent your first 30 games of the season in the AHL but at the same time I, I don't think it's out of the question to say that you're going from a pretty significant drop off from Crystal Tang to Ty Smith quarterback in your top yeah and Ty Smith I think what we've seen it from him he's deferring maybe too much to obviously the stars um, instead of he's you know in Wilkesbury he's really good at getting the puck through to the net himself and then creating that movement creating those rebound opportunities um, I guess there's not as much pressure to defer to like Gustinin and Nylander than there is to like Crosby Malkin which makes sense but um, something to keep an eye on it's not not like a long-term concern when Petrie and Latang should be back at some point but we're gonna take a break here we're gonna come back and uh, talk about the rest of the game all right, we're continuing to work our way backwards in the game uh, in, in this little breakdown. But, I mean, what, what a game for the second line uh, to start. Just, wanna... Yeah, <laughs> unlike, and I, I don't think any of the other three lines necessarily had poor nights. I, th I think the top line maybe struggled to transition the puck uh, effectively or at least to a level that <laughs> they would have liked. Um, but the second line, it seemed like they were just having their way with the Ducks. It, <laughs> it seemed like they were creating plenty of chances for themselves. They were out attempting them in shot attempts to a pretty hefty degree. And it just seemed as though they were a threat all night. Um, of course, Jason Zucker, who's been the, the the engine that can be for this team, he was once again out there on the four check. He um, scored a huge goal. Mm -hmm. um, he was trying to feed Ricard Raquel out front and it was deflected off a defender's stick. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden he went heel to heel and wrapped it around um, and, and tucked it past Gibson. It was really just something to, to behold. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, Ricard Raquel had a pretty good game, too. I, he was definitely looked like he was getting up for this one against his former team. Yeah, and I mean, of course, Malkin. The the sequence that led to Malkin's goal, they got a couple of shots in quick succession and then, you know, popped out to Malkin and he put it in. But, yeah, just, um, yeah, like you said, top line hasn't really been, been going so much. They've been kind of cold lately, but um, second line, nice to see. That's why I know people keep clamoring for Raquel to go back up on the top line with, with Sid, but with the way, I don't know, I think Malkin's line is – looking right now I don't think I'd want to break that up right and of course there there's always the the temptation to want to get you know the the best wingers up there with Crosby and, and get Crosby mm -hmm. his points or whatever um, and this is coming from someone who thinks that Crosby maybe should be playing with Raquel over a long period of time Gets what Crosby Rust have played a ridiculous amount of hockey together mm -hmm. I, I think regardless of, of any slumps or, or rough stretches that they go through that, that they have the ability to kind of work through or, or work their way out of that and we even saw a little bit of that I know the Penguins had the extra attacker out there on Russ goal but I mean mm -hmm. they they were working the puck around pretty well and, and you can see that chemistry that's that's always there whether it's present every night is a different story yeah uh, coaching decision in this game Dayton Heinen was a healthy scratch Dayton Heinen hasn't scored in 
what, 30-something games? Was it back in Columbus before they went out west? Was that it? Yeah, I I love Danton Heinen, but he, he yeah. has just been a, a passenger for the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of people talk about that he's not really doing anything for this team if he's not scoring. Last yeah. year, I would have said that wasn't the case, but this year, I, I really think it is. Uh, he, to your point, I think he started the season with like five points in six mm -hmm. games, six points in six games, something mm -hmm. like that was a huge factor in the, in the Penguins win um, that you referenced in Columbus very early mm -hmm. in the season. Um, I know he was playing up on the top line with Crosby in that game, yeah. but it's just like, what the heck happened? Because even a few games prior to that, Heinen was playing down, I believe it was on the third line, and he was playing with a mm -hmm. confidence that was like, holy crap, thank God they got this guy back for a million dollars this season. Yeah, and it's not like, uh, you know, he has the penalty killing abilities. It's like, okay, even when he's not scoring, you got to keep him in the lineup or like he's so strong defensively that it's like, okay. Yeah, I so what they did, they called up Jonathan Gruden from Wilkes-Barre. Um, I know people were upset that it wasn't Nylander or Pustinen, but if you've been following Wilkes-Barre, Jonathan Gruden, but in his last three games, was scoring more than anyone uh, down there. Five goals in his last uh, three games. He had back-to-back two-goal games. He's also Wilkes Barrett for, you know, since he's been down there, since they got him in the Matt Murray trade, he's their best defensive forward, one of their best penalty killing forwards. So he's doing that. And now he's also scoring a lot on top of it. He really made the decision. It couldn't have been easier if, if they were going to call before to call up him. Um, so yeah, he centered the fourth line. I thought he had a pretty all right uh, debut. We didn't see a whole lot of him. I don't, I don't know what his final ice time ended up being. It wasn't too high. That was less an indication of how he played and more just like the flow of the game. Uh, I asked Sullivan about it after. He said uh, that's not how he intended on using his bench in this game. It was more so, I mean, they spend, you know, how much on special teams in right. this game. Um, so there's not as much opportunity to get Gruden out there. And, uh, Gruden can penalty kill, but he hasn't had a full practice with this team since he got recalled. He just had the morning skate. So they're not just going to throw him right out there on the penalty kill. Um, yeah, but I thought he had a pretty uh, all right game, a couple hits, takeaways. Uh, he almost scored in, in the first period, but he took a shot and went off a duck and hit the post. Uh, it came pretty close. Yeah, there, there were several occasions, too. I, I was paying a little bit more attention to him in the defensive mm -hmm. zone, and there were several instances where he where he possessed the puck behind the Penguins net or, mm -hmm. or below the goal line, and, and that, I think, just speaks to how um, conscientious he is in his own zone that he's down that low and, and grinding along the wall and behind the net taking care of his own business first before the Penguins even think about getting up ice and, and when they did that like you said he went in and, and rang a shot off the pipe. Yeah uh, yeah good game from him good good first debut I'd like to see more of him just to see what they have um, hopefully he sticks around for that. It's not uh, like the rest of the guys in the bottom six are exactly blowing the doors off the offices. Yeah it's it's not like okay they got to get Danton Heinen back in maybe if Josh Archibald or Ryan Paling are ready to come back in they get back in but um if not i hope we see more of jonathan gurdon uh, it'll be interesting to see i don't know get some youth back in he can play center if he can if he can earn a spot at this you know level at center i don't know maybe you can keep jeff carter on the wing moving forward uh something to watch for but that's it from uh from this game uh keep uh, an eye out for our coverage on dk pittsburgh sports